Charting Toward Intimacy covers mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Before we get started with this episode, I want to give a little bit of an intro. Um, Kathleen and I here are going to be discussing the possibility of me having a method error pregnancy. I'm not actually going to tell you whether or not I am pregnant um, until the end of the episode. So please listen in. Um, but we decided to record this episode because this is something that I think a lot of you listening either have been through or are maybe afraid of going through this exact scenario. And so I think it's really important to hear these kind of conversations happen and to have solidarity in some of the feelings that um, I experienced um, in this uh, situation. So here you go. Hey there, welcome to Charting Toward Intimacy, where we're expanding the natural family planning conversation. I'm your host, Ellen Holloway. All right, we are back with another NFP in real life episode with Kathleen. Hello, Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hello, Ellen. (laughs) This episode, we just decided moments before recording what this topic was going to be like literally less than 45 seconds ago yeah literally (laughs) and it was just like total holy spirit moment that that this is the conversation that we should have because this is the point of these episodes this you know nfp in real life episodes so right now i don't know i might be pregnant maybe and it's a it's it would be a method error pregnancy (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. and um and it's freaking me out a little bit yeah um, so, so yeah, let me give some background, <laughs> do that first. And then, and then we'll process. This is literally an episode where we're going to process this, my emotions. situation, like <laughs> just right now together with, you know, whoever is going to be listening in, listening in. Yeah. And, like, and, this is and what I it's probably all like, I will wait to put this episode out until either like I'm ready to announce the pregnancy if I am pregnant or (laughs) we'll see. Um, Again, we're going to process that. Um, Or until I confirm that I'm not pregnant, then I'll put this episode out because I, this, this feeling that I'm having right now, I know a lot of you guys listening, you've had this feeling before, or you're worried about having this feeling. You're worried that this is going to happen. And this is, this is a real life thing that happens. We have pregnancy scares when we are not ready to be pregnant. Um, so some background about why, (laughs) why this is a pregnancy scare, why this is, would be a method error pregnancy. So, um, I started using Marquette. Oh, I should find out exactly the day that I started using Marquette. So I am, um, eight months post eight and a half months postpartum um, been breastfeeding. Um, and you know, my, my baby has like started to get some like longer stretches. He had like one night a couple weeks ago where he like <laughs> actually slept the whole night and it was, it, you'd think it would be amazing, but then the two-year-old woke up a bunch of times that night. So it was just <laughs> a disaster. That always happens. Um, that's yeah, that's <laughs> if my it's life not there. one. It's another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on. I just want some sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's part of the reason why I don't want to be pregnant. Um, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So let's see. I, I started using Marquette. Gosh, it's been, it's been a couple of months now. Um, I know that I've ordered three boxes of of test sticks. So what is that? 30, like three months per box, right? 
uh, there's 30 per box and on, um, postpartum, you basically use one every single day. Um, so I've been using it for about three months. Um, basically we, I was trying to use, um, symptothermal meaning that it was like kind of a mucus only. And it was just, it was too much for my mental state this time around. Um, last time my, my fertility returned earlier. Um, so it just like, wasn't as much abstinence last time. And, and this time it was just like, no, you know what? I, I want to go Marquette. Um, and it was great because so easy, so easy. Oh my gosh. Like I did not have to think about it except for the fact that I had to make sure that I peed in a cup instead of just being (laughs) and reset your monitor every 10 days. Yes. Resetting the monitor every 10 days. Although that was really easy because the clear blue sticks, I thought that was going to be confusing, but the clear blue sticks, they're all bunched up in, in packs of 10. And so, so yeah. So I would take one like bunch and I'd put it into like a different little container. And then when I like did the last stick, then I would just reset it that morning. That's really smart. I think yeah. when I was doing it, they weren't bunched like that. Oh yeah. It's great. They're That's bunched. So smart. Pens. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm not going to go through the protocol of Marquette. Cause first of all, I'm not a Marquette instructor. And second of all, like, this is not for like learning how to use Marquette, but essentially, yeah. and again, don't use this <laughs> as the rules of Marquette. But essentially, when you're in cycle zero, every low is available. Essentially. Essentially. (laughs) So I had a low and then I had three highs and then I had a peak. So that was five days pre-peak. Well, and I guess like you can fill in the gaps there. Like we utilize that low day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was five days pre-peak. That is within the range of possibility. Um, Also, that day was a method defined usable day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm frustrated right now. I'm really, really frustrated. And part of the reason why I'm frustrated, and again, I'm like putting all of this on me, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. I am frustrated because I know that day I saw mucus. I remember, but mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, well, I'm using the Marquette method. So I'm just going to use the Marquette method. This is fine. I know I saw mucus. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm like frustrated with myself of like, I should have, I should have just like, I should have said something and been like, you know what, let's just, let's just wait today. And like tomorrow, if I don't have mucus, like we'll be right. And then, and then I would have been like, Oh, you know, yeah. The other reason. So like, I I think a lot of you listening are probably like, this is your first ovulation. Like that's not all that common, all that kind of stuff. So let me give you more background as to why I think I might be pregnant. (laughs) My last return of fertility I had like four days post peak and then I got my period. Um, mm-hmm. I had like three high temperatures. It was like with the symptothermal rule, like I, I had exactly enough to fulfill the symptothermal rule. And then my period started. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, ah, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I am at six days post peak seven post the first peak. Cause there, there was like two days of LH peak. Right. Um, and, and so this is like a, 
this is a much stronger ovulation than I've ever had in return to fertility. Now I've only had one experience of return to fertility, right? But I mean, typically, you know, your past is indicative of, of your future as far as your body goes. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm in kind of like a healthier state now. And so I have stronger ovulation. Maybe the fact that my return to fertility is a couple of months later, it was at five months with my first, and this is at eight months. I don't know, but either way, regardless of the reason I am freaking out because I don't want to be pregnant. I (laughs) don't want to be pregnant. I really, really don't. And of course, of course course <laughs> we would welcome the child. Like I, there's no question of what would happen to this child. They would be welcomed in this family, like with so open arms and everybody would be so excited and, and all of that. My goodness, I'm starting to get emotional. Um, <laughs> maybe you are I, pregnant. I'm like feeling it. Yeah. Maybe I am right now, <laughs> but I, I just, I mean, my husband and I had talked about it before that, like I wanted to wait, I wanted to try to wait a little bit longer in between the baby that we have right now, my son and like a next baby. So my, my daughter, my son are two years apart. Mm -hmm. And we were like, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now with these two kids. Like my daughter is very needy. She is two and a half. She is needy. Yeah. Um, they are needy at that age. I've so got one needy. And so I was, you know, we were just like, wow, maybe, maybe giving it maybe like two and a half years or maybe three years in between the two, um, just to kind of like give myself a break. Cause I'm home with the kids and, and it's, it's just been a lot, um, with my personality and, um, and all of that. And so, yeah. So I'm just like, I'm, I would be looking at roughly like 18 months. 17, well, like 17 months between the two pregnancies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, um, between the two babies, between the two babies. Yeah. And that's just, mm, mm, that's so soon. Yeah. I've got, I mean, my oldest two are 18 months apart and I remember it feeling like, like a lot. I mean, I think though, because I was going from one to two and not two yeah. to three, I do remember feeling like that guilt of like, I mean, yeah, it was also just like, we were, we were using Creighton at the time. And that was like, it was just not a good method for us. And so we really didn't know what we were doing. And so, you know, there was that, that same panic. Um, Mm -hmm. but then also that guilt of like, this is the only child, like I have this experience of like mothering and pregnancy and all this sort of stuff with only this child. Like it was like a really special bond Mm. and I felt almost guilty, like going through it again with a new child, um, so quickly, like, and so soon. Mm -hmm. Um, but regardless, I'll tell you, I mean, I've been in this situation, right? Like I think most people listening, I think have, a lot of, I've been have, through one of these too. I'll tell you about my, my previous experience with this too. Yeah. Like a lot of us have been in this situation already. And the worst part about it, like I have some, you know, maybe helpful, maybe not helpful, like, right. Like comforting reminders that we can talk about if we want to, but Sometimes you just need to sit in the suck, right? Like yeah. let's just sit in it together. And I think it's always the worst 
just ha- knowing you have to wait that like week. Right. I can't take a pregnancy to test. test yet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know very well what could be happening inside my body, but I can't know whether or not it's happening for another week. Yeah. And also so the pregnancy tests that I have in yeah. my bedside drawer, they're expired. I'm still definitely oh going to use them, but like, I'm also not going to trust them. <laughs> that is, so- yes. Yeah, so you're going out and buying new ones regardless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, unless it's pot, like if it's positive, then I'll probably trust that. So I don't know. One time in my life, one time who got a false positive. Really? Oh yeah. Was it on an expired pregnancy test? It was not expired because I, I bought it for her, her. (laughs) but I don't um, buy expired pregnancy. It was not expired, but it was a blue dye one. Oh, I hear that the blue dye is less reliable than the red dye. I've heard that too. It might've been like clear blue. It might've been a clear blue. Yeah. Um, but it was the only time I've ever heard. Yeah. I don't know why either, but it was the only time I've ever heard of a false positive happening. I think my Um, expired pregnancy tests are red dye pregnancy tests. Okay. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see if I even, I don't know, like maybe I'll get my period today and like maybe. we're recording this episode and then I'm going to get my period and then I'm going to like put this episode out in, in a week or two. And but here's like, the thing. The point of this episode scared. is not like Ellen is possibly pregnant. No. Like the point of this episode is, Hey, we're all in this. Like we've all been in these situations and like, yeah, like this is like, I I'm like, honestly thinking of this episode as just like a bunch of women sitting around having coffee and talking someone through a really hard time. You know what I mean? And like, not that it's like a really, really hard time, but this, this is like a communal episode where we can all just be like, girl, been there. Like who knows how it's going to turn out, but like, we got you, you know? And like, this is going to be fine either way, you know, like, it's just to, to, yeah, to kind of like sit in it together and know that we're all in this, in the same sort of experience, though we have different mm. stories and different, ex- different, you know, little experiences within it. But at the end of the day, like we're all kind of <laughs> trying to make it through the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's like really cool that, yeah, we hopped on here this morning and you were just like, so here's what I'm going through. And I'm like, let's, let's talk about this today, you know? Cause it's like, cause this is it, this is NFP in real life. This well, is what this, it's like. This is why I really encourage all of you to find at least one other person who practices NFP Yeah. for when you get in these kinds of situations, because I'm going to be honest, like I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to share this with Kathleen because I'm just like, I'm feeling like it's my fault. I'm feeling like, you know, I, I told you guys about like the mucus. I'm feeling like that's my fault. I'm feeling like the fact that we used Marquette, that's my fault too. Like I'm, I'm the one who suggested that. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just feeling like it's all on me right now, which is irrational. <laughs> yeah, it is. Number one. Um, first of all, right. Um, and it's funny cause I can see that from an objective place, but that's not how I feel subjectively. I still feel like yeah. this is all my fault. Um, and, and just that, like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just a lot of blah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
a lot of blah, but I wasn't sure if I was going to share this with Kathleen. And then I just, I just ended up doing, I don't know. We were just chatting about what was going on in our lives and your Audi belly button and (laughs) frustrations with that, right? My 34 week Audi belly button. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so I was just, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to share this because, um, I need some, I need some solidarity here and I'm feeling, I'm feeling stressed and I can, I can only talk to my husband about it so much because he doesn't know what it's like to be pregnant and yeah. Kathleen's pregnant right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's over being pregnant. So yeah. <laughs> she knows what it's like. Can I tell you my I, additional fear with this yeah. pregnancy? And this is incredibly irrational. Let me just throw <laughs> this out here to everybody. Preface that. So. I love twins. I think twins are <laughs> the coolest thing. Identical twins. I mean, fraternal twins, sure, too. But like, I think identical twins are so cool. I have been surrounded by twins my entire life. My preschool class had two sets of twins in it. My, my eighth so grade funny. graduating class of 12 people in the school that I had, my eighth grade graduating class of 12 people had three sets of twins. Half the class was twins. That is so funny. I have been, I've had twins like all throughout my life. And I think they're so cool. And I've like read so many articles about just like the nature versus nurture thing and like twins that were raised apart. And then they end up doing like the same job Um, or like twins who have married twins, like you know, like, one yes, twin, I've seen right? those. and then they have kids and their kids look like siblings. And like, genetically, they like kind of are siblings, but they're cousins. So anyway. funny. So I'm fascinated by twins. I just always have been. And people have always like, they've told me my whole life, like this fascination that I have with twins. They're like, you're going to have twins at some point. Right. <laughs> they've just told me that. Right. The likely the day that I ovulated or I, well, not the day I, I don't know. Like it's always within a, a range, but the, like peak day, that day that I got a peak, I had not one, but two instances of a double egg yolk when I was making eggs. Oh my gosh, you did. You told me about that. I told you about that. Yeah, I did. Which okay, <gasps> again, this is totally irrational. You guys, this is the things that are going <laughs> through my brain right now. Right. But they're like those little, like you, you, I know exactly what you mean because there's no, like, this could be just total coincidence. It can mean absolutely nothing. And right. is something that most likely does, yeah. but at the same time, you see them as like little, like, yeah. Little, like, so hey there from God, right. Like a little like wins right now, <laughs> like a little preparation signs from God to be like, Hey, just, just remember this. Right. Like, just, yeah. And again, I see you, like, Ellen. Like in a couple of weeks, you could be listening to this episode and, and maybe you listened at the beginning and there's this preface of like, Hey guys, I'm not actually pregnant. This was irrational. You know, these were all of my irrational fears and blah, blah, blah. Or you could have had a preface and you're like, Oh man, she's pregnant and she has twins. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny though. So anyway, yeah. So all of my like fear that I am pregnant. I am also convinced that if I am pregnant, I am pregnant with twins. Like I'm, I am convinced of that fact. That's so funny. And so that's like just creating this like bigger, like 
yeah. fear of, of nine months from now, or I don't know with twins, right? Like seven and a half months from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. That um, I, yeah, that our family would, I would, they would double the number of kids that we yeah. have. Would mm-hmm. double, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I am just, I am totally wrecked by this right now. And it's, it's scaring me a little bit. And then also like, there's just things going on in my body. I'm having like weird cramping stuff, which like for me, that could be, oh, I'm pregnant yeah. or that could be, oh, Hey, I'm going to get my period today. So I'm just like, what is happening? I know, you know. I know. And you do, you like start looking into like every little sensation and feeling and like, you know, it all goes oh. right to your head. Oh, and my milk supply has just tanked the past couple of days. Mm, I was going to say, and how long the past couple of days? Like I would say since Monday and we're mm. recording this on a Saturday. Yeah. So it's, it's not quite a week, yeah. but my milk has tanked. Now that could be because my body is working really hard right now. It yeah. just ovulated and now it's getting ready to, you know, shed the uterine lining. That absolutely could be the reason why my, my, yeah, that's what like, I was just going to say, but the other reason why milk supply drops incredibly is pregnancy, especially when, or, and, and I actually, I don't know if this is like scientifically proven, but I've heard colloquially, if you get pregnant before like a year before your mm-hmm. baby is a year, it, your milk supply is mu- much more likely to drop. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't actually know. Um, um but also I mean, like, that he's, did, he's that... still like really reliant on milk right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't listen <laughs> now. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give some of the, like what I do in this situation, which some people may find helpful. Some people may not, you know, but when I end up in this situation where it's just like, you know what, like this is completely out of my control mm-hmm. and I have nothing that I can do about it. I mean, I mean, period at all. But like, you can't even know what's going on for like, like I said, like at least a week or whatever. This is when I just like fall back into the arms of God. I'm just like, Lord, you just need to keep me calm. You need to keep me in the right perspective of all of this, you know, and it's a great time to say a novena. You know what? I have been saying a novena. There you go. Because, because I mean, it's like nine days, you know? So it's like, usually by the time you end the novena, you can probably test yeah. the time around, you know, the novena, when the novena ends, depending on when you start. Um, so it's a great time to just kind of like really lean into God. And I think that sometimes, and I know he's done this for me, that I've had these scares that end up like being, you know, negative pregnancy tests. Right. But it's like always just this invitation to turn back to him. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the way that I work and the way that I kind of like go day to day, like things feel hectic all the time. And I'm really, really bad at sticking to a prayer routine. I'm really bad about it. Mm -hmm. But when I have something like this, that's just causing me stress and causing me some like additional anxiety or whatever. And I just know it's completely out of my control. Those are the times that I just like always end up prioritizing like my prayer because it's just like, yeah, it's like a kid being like, daddy, I need you. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's just that I don't know. And, and he's done that for me. He's given me those scares sometimes just to be like, come on back. Like, come on, like focus on me a little bit more, you know? Right. Um, That's such a good point. Yeah. So that sometimes, you know, well, and he'll, and he'll do this too. Like he'll give us pregnancies to also do the exact same thing. Exactly. To say turn back. And so you're, you're so spot on that regardless of the outcome, Right. of what is going on here. Like God is telling me, I need you to turn back to me. I yes. need you to trust me. Be- and again, like, again, objectively, I know everything's going to be fine. My mm-hmm. last pregnancy was very healthy. My delivery was really, really smooth. Like I, I recovered so quickly. Like it, it was, it was a dream. I was in the yeah. hospital for like four hours and then I had the baby. Like it was, I mean, <laughs> It was like as good Perfect. as you can get, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> we got to go home a day early from the hospital. Like, you know, it was, it was great. My body is totally healthy right now. I, I, I would be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, you would like, that's the big, that's the big thing. You can do this, right? Yeah. Like no matter what you can do it either way. And yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I think sometimes people, end up in these situations and they just want to sit in the suck. I mean, I get that way too. Like, I just want to sit in the suck for like a while, you know, before, mm-hmm. but then I always end up stressing myself out too much. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, Lord, like, I need you to take some of this and I need to know that I can trust you. I need to know that like you have the best plan for me and you know what that is better than I know what that is and whatever happens, like we're going to make it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And then you always got to think in retro, like you got to think in the future too. That's the other thing that I do. I think forward to the future. Like right now I would be feeling like you, like, I just really don't want to be pregnant. Like I, I physically don't want to be pregnant mm-hmm. and okay. Yeah. What could I have done differently on that day? Like I saw some mucus and I, I wish I would have said blah, 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 mm-hmm. but say you're pregnant. 10 years down the road when you have this baby or multiple babies (laughs) or whatever it might be, (laughs) right? Like you're going to feel so differently about it at that point. You're going to say, wow, praise God. I did use that day. Yeah. You know, praise God. Like I didn't think twice about that, you know, that little bit of mucus that I had, like praise God for these souls. Right. So, and again, that might not be helpful for some people right now. Right. In, in I think the we moment. all get to a point. I think yeah. we all get to a point where we really do just need to put the suck aside and just lean into God and just be like, you know what? Like you do know better than me. And in five years, 10 years, whatever it is, I'm going to know that you know better than me. Yeah. Um, if this ends up being a positive test. Right. <laughs> if, right. We don't know. You know, so I've had this happen once before like just an ultimate pregnancy scare. Um, because I had a 21 day cycle. I think I've talked mm. about this on the peak day, on the, um, on the podcast before, but like my peak day was like day s- seven or eight or something. Whoa. Like yeah. Like it was, so yes. maybe it was like 10, maybe my peak day was like 10. It was really, really early. Um, yeah. And we had utilized like day six or something. I think we were using a six, five, zero day rule. Like, yeah. And so like we, um, sorry, that term is from Simto pro 
all yeah. of you. If, <laughs> if you're like, what did she just say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were using a six day rule, which would mean that the, the six, the first six days were, were available and you didn't, you don't really have to like check as much. Right. Um, and yeah. And so I, that whole time, and that was when like ovulation was, was good. Right. I didn't get my period until like 12 days, 13 days post peak. Right. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long luteal yeah. phase. And, um, but what that led to actually was my husband and I going, well, maybe it's time. Like, yeah, and so exactly. Part of me is just like, I really hope that's not what this leads to. Like if I'm not pregnant, I still don't want to be pregnant next cycle. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair. You know, like we're allowed to, we're allowed to want those breaks. We're allowed to, you know, just like, I mean, we are, we're, we're allowed to need time. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I think it is. It's just above all, no matter what happens, the most important thing is just to kind of take it as an invitation from God to just lean in, you know, in whatever way he needs you to lean in, you know, even if it's just by really committing to some sort of specific prayer time or, you know, whatever it is that again, I'm awful at prioritizing. And I know a lot of other moms out there are awful at prioritizing or even figuring out like, how do I even schedule it in the day? Um, but when stuff like this happens, like you figure it out all of a sudden, you know, and I know God knows me well enough to be like, Hey, I'm really going to increase your anxiety so that you remember who you're dependent on here. Right. Like that's always what he has to do for me. Um, which is awful. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible Catholic. (laughs) Yes. The, uh, that whole total reliance on God thing is something I know it's really hard. We, it's hard. hard. It is really, really hard. Yeah. But it's in times like this, that it's so good for me and so comforting, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, that's what I'm saying. Like it takes these situations and these instances for me to be like, wow, Lord, like, thank you so much for like, like, it's like, I can't fathom living my life without a faith in times like these. Yeah. Same thing. Like when, when like close people die, you know what I mean? This is like a tangent, but when you like experience death, right? Like, it's just like, I can't imagine going through this without knowing that you are there with me, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that I can fall back on you and that I can rely on you and that you are walking me through this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and the promise, you know what I mean? Just like the promise that he's, he's made to all of us, you know, to like be our father and to, you know, I don't know, like, I just, these are the moments that I really, I just kind of like, am like really moved and hit hard by that. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's what this is. Maybe yeah. it's not, maybe, maybe we just don't know. Yeah. A reminder to, to fully trust in God. All right. Well, I think we've, we've chatted for the entirety of this episode. Um, I'm going <laughs> to append, I'm going to append an intro onto this one way or another in a couple yeah. of days. And then Actually, I think, I think you should, you should make it at the end. You should don't tell people in the very beginning. You got to tell people at the end of the episode, (laughs) what the result of that test is because we, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't do it at the beginning. Don't do that. Okay. That's a great idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So you'll find out in moments. Am in I moments or not. Whether Ellen is actually pregnant or not. Yeah. But... D- did we say any dates? No. Like, no. Okay. We've all no. known. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Cause you'll, you'll find out like, you know, or I'm going to put this out either in a couple of weeks if I'm not pregnant or right. in a couple of months if I am. <laughs> <laughs> but good. We didn't put any dates. Okay. All right, no, we so did not. We now did not. you'll find out. <laughs> all right, everybody. Here's the moment. Um, I am not pregnant. Um, I, I did actually end up having a very strong ovulation um, and had a very normal luteal phase, uh, which definitely freaked me out for a solid week after we recorded this episode. Um, but something that we did mention toward the end um, about turning turning yourself back to God, turning your life back over to God, these kinds of situations these are those reminders to turn right back to God and give our lives over to him. Thanks so much for listening. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram if you aren't already at Charting Toward Intimacy. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, or episode topic ideas, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. And this particular episode, I think, might be really helpful to a friend that you have. So if there is someone that you think of that might really enjoy or might really find this episode helpful, please share it. Thanks so much. Until next time.